This is the Hop Podcast. At Almatree, you're looking over like the guy that owns Skoa and Eric Lundberg, <laughs> and then 15-year-old me. Wow, man. About to go like 100 kilometers down into like a left slide. That was terrifying. And that was my first World Cup race. Yeah, and it's hooked since then, I guess. So we have got Harry Clark. Where have we, got, where have we found you? Um, today we are in Zurich, Switzerland. Yeah, nice. And yeah, when I sent you a message earlier, you said that you're at the world's best free ride. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Where, where was, was this? This was in, um, Alp, it was at Alpenrauschen in somewhere in Austria. Okay. Pretty close to where, where they ran the 2016 Amateur. That's sort right. of this area. It was amazing. Man. Oh my God. And was that run, <laughs> was that run by Big Mountain? Yeah, that was a big mountain skate event, and they absolutely killed it. Felix and the boys, such a good free ride. Were there a, soaked on that. Were there a lot of skaters? Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of skaters. Like, more than 100, wow. at least. Just absolute shredders from everywhere. People that you'd never heard of, just ripping. People came from all around, man. People drove from Spain, the Czech Republic. Wow. France, Italy. I was out there repping Australia, a couple of other boys from Australia and New Zealand. It was really cool. Really good road. Really good road. And did that have a gondola or they were driving people back up? Oh, that was, yeah, that was just buses. Just buses? Buses, buses shuttling back up. It's a big mountain skate seem to be doing a lot of stuff there now. Yeah, man. Yeah. They run some really, really cool events. Really good free rides. Really, really good free rides. Yeah, nice. And uh, yeah, I, I've, I've been hearing about Alpenrauschen for a while. Like it's always, it's the first event on the Euro Tour, I guess. It's like a little before everything else. Okay. So all the internationals kind of seem to miss it, but I just happened to find myself in Europe a lot earlier this year. So I decided, you know, why not? Yeah. Go check it out, see what the hype's about, and it definitely did not disappoint. Yeah. So happy I turned out. It came out to that event. Let's let's start at the beginning. What was your first skateboard? Do you remember my your, first skateboard? Do you remember your first skateboard? Yeah, of course I remember my first skateboard. I think everyone remembers <laughs> their first skateboard. My first skateboard was an original skateboard's Apex Thirty Seven. No way, really? You remember, yeah, do you remember that one with the carbon bar yeah, running through? Yeah, it? yeah, that was that was my shit back in the day. Yeah, that was. <laughs> Like bang at the end of 2011, got got one for my birthday. It was so stoked. Wow! And do you still have it? No, no. Just it's in like paddle pop I, sticks I, somewhere. It's just yeah. like in matchstick somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I remember I focused it after um I got my new board. I couldn't wait to get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So how it was great. So how old were you? Would have been then. Oh, like um, 14, 15. I'm just just turned 14. Okay. When I skating. It, I think so. Yeah, just turned 14. And you didn't start on like a smaller board or a double kick or anything like that? It was like straight into a long board? Unfortunately not. Unfortunately not. I was one of those, I'm one of those straight purebred longboard kids. <laughs> I really wish I started skating, um, you know, park and street and all that sort of stuff. I think it real good to re- build a real good base mm. for skating, but you know, I wasn't one of those kids. And, Straight on and the this longboard. is in Hong Kong? Yeah, that's in Hong Kong as well. And there are many places to skate it then? 
so many places to skate, but we didn't know about any of them. When I first got my board, I wanted to be like a little freestyle kid. Oh, yeah. You know, like doing, you know, manuals and... Shove it. Tray flips yeah. and modeling. Yeah, shove it, dancing and that sort of stuff. That's what I wanted to do. Um, but then, you know, I started watching more videos on the internet, which is pretty much why I started skating. And, you know, found this downhill thing. I think I watched like some Lanyard videos, that 925 video, Rain or Shine, yeah. always business time. One of those. It was like, oh, that's sick. And started trying to do like slides and whatnot. And then I was just... It was cool. Started hunting mountains in Hong Kong. There's a lot there. Yeah, well, well, originally I thought I was the only one who was skating. You know, like everyone does when they first start. Like, oh, I'm the only one doing this, you know. I'm so cool. <laughs> <laughs> and then I found um this crew of this, like, kids just a little bit younger, maybe the same age as me. And they were already shredding. They were already bombing hills and doing stand-up slides and pre-drifts and that sort of stuff. So, you know, I was there. I became, like their little grom and they taught me how to skate and that turned out to be people like Rob Burns and Pierre Pierre yeah. Van Remorte yeah and they just taught me how to skate and we're just like a little crew of kids just smanging around Hong and this Kong, is part Hong of BS BDW crew this is pre-SBDW this is pre-SBDW by like almost what three years Four years. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of like... So where did you get all your gear from? We were ordering everything offline, online. Like daddy's <laughs> board okay. shop and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right. So it started off with like the English-speaking kids. Yeah. And then like all the, all the local Cantonese guys. And there was like heaps of us. But we never really skated together. And then it's, as it started to thin out, we kind of just like joined forces. And boom, SBDW. And how did you meet Robert? Um, I met Robert at a skate session. Like I rocked up the hill with one of my mates who told me to come along because there was heaps of other skaters. In that first session, I met Robert, and he was already shredding. He was already doing toe sides, man, and I couldn't even like put a glove down or let alone do a stand-up slide. Um, but yeah, I met him out there, and he's two years younger than me, so he must have been like 12, riding the same board as I was. All right. Apex 37 with a sick tail on yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> Spicy. <laughs> That's so funny. And are you the one that hit the cow? Hit the cow? Oh. Robert Burns told oh, the story hit a... of someone hitting a cow oh. and filming hitting a cow. Oh, yeah, dodging that, a no, cow. That's... It was dodging a cow, not hitting a cow. Dodging, dodging, a, cow. dodging a cow. Avoiding cows. Avoiding cows. Yeah. Avoiding cows was the name of that little video I made. Yeah. So that's... um. That's actually a local run, pretty close to my house, like five minutes. And it was like me and my neighbor, Kellen, went out for a skate and come around one of the left corners and there's two cows in the middle of the road. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he blows lane and goes around them and I chuck a foot brake and just stop in time right behind one. And like you can see the, like, the video... The cow's like bums right in my face, tail going everywhere, running down the middle of the road. <laughs> Gnarly, man. Gnarly. That was crazy. But, you know, that kind of happens out there in the country park. We've got a lot of, a lot of cows running around where we live. Right. So you got to watch it. <laughs> and do you speak Cantonese? Like, I mean, did you grow up at, did you oh. go to a, 
like a local school or do you just went to no 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 so the reason that i moved to hong kong was because before that i was living in sydney me my mom my dad my sister and my parents are high school teachers and if if you live in sydney you know that trying to send two kids to school and you know in sydney is pretty difficult it's quite expensive as well um so they got both my dad got a job in hong kong and then moved out there saying that like kids can go to school mm. for free so they moved out there and we just lived out there like that so yeah i went to school in like a, what they call an esf school which is like an english schools foundation so it's an english curriculum okay. but kind of like mm. a private school but like every and anyone can go it's kind of weird but yeah so all my curriculum was like the british system so everything was okay. taught in english they do try and teach you Mandarin, but they're not very good at it. And it's also weird because the national language of Hong Kong is Cantonese and not Mandarin. So it's a yeah. little confusing there. But to answer your question, um, yeah, I learned a little bit. Nothing very good, though, because every time you try and speak to someone in Cantonese, yeah. they reply to you in English. So that can get a little frustrating. But no, no, I didn't really learn a lot of Cantonese. Which is unfortunate. I really wish I did learn more. I mean, I, was, I started speaking more once I started hanging out with the SBDW boys. But other than that, you don't mm. really run into it, man. Everyone speaks English in Hong Kong. And have you ever done Pike's Peak? Have you skated Pike's Peak? Yeah. Oh, not Pike's Peak. Uh, Pike's Peak. Oh. Oh, I'm, I'm like mixing up my the um, the peak. Yeah. Oh, the peak in Hong Kong. Yeah, that's that was our that was our spot back in the day. That first skate session I oh, met really? Robert at was at the peak. Yeah, Robert oh, lives man. just below the peak. Robert lives like a five minute drive from the top of the peak. So, so that was the spot back in the day. Shout out Plantation Road. It's okay, <laughs> I can say that now. Like, I mean, there. is it the traffic <laughs> around there? Yeah, but it's something that we learned to deal with. Growing up in Hong Kong, if you can't skate in traffic, like you don't really skate at all. Right. So yeah, danger riding is kind of our thing, <laughs> which is you know you can see that in all of our riding yeah. nowadays. And some more than so others. Was there any racing in Hong Kong? Like when did you do your first like event? Like um. Yeah, we run little we run little events, but we never really had big turnouts because yeah. you know, the scene was tiny. Like the biggest the biggest event were ones that me and my dad run, you know, just for fun. We had got like maybe twenty five people there, but they were all like little local like slide jams and maybe a race, but it was mostly just slide jams and stuff like that. But my first race race was in the Philippines. All right, in twenty in twenty thirteen. Okay, you that was like you yeah. you would have been a junior. Oh yeah, hella junior. Oh. real junior. <laughs> yeah, that was that was sick as well. Racing in the Philippines is always good. Yeah, I was gonna say like the Philippines. It's like you're almost there every year. Oh, because I am. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't missed the Philippines since my Philippines. You know, events since my first wow. one. Wow. Since um, VLT 2013. 
every every year in April I'm there, and you'll find me there every year until it doesn't happen anymore. Even then, I might still be there. <laughs> it's amazing. Why? Why? Oh, because I haven't found somewhere better yet. Like every year I go, it's just it just gets better and better. It's the vibe. What, what is it that makes it good? Um, so many things. At first, it was the freedom, because you know my parents trusted me to go there. Like my dad came the first year I went, and he met all, met all the skaters, and then was super confident with just sending me there by myself. Yeah. So when I was like fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, it was like the freedom that I got out of it. I could just go out there and do whatever I want, ride motorbikes and party it up. But then it just became more about. You know, this attachment with the people of there, just family, man. Mm. Like, I miss them as well. Like the the hosp- the Filipino hospitality is unparalleled. You like nowhere in the world can beat it. They just they give you the shirt off their back if they could. You know, they take you into their home, they feed you, they you know, they take you everywhere. And anyone who's been to the Philippines knows that. Like, it's incredible. I love it. And the skating's rad too. Yeah. It's paradise. And so do you think that you would have discovered longboarding if you hadn't have gone to Hong Kong? Do you think it was inevitable? Uh, Have you ever thought about that? I don't know. Yeah, I'm for sure I thought about it. I was like, I just think that I would have probably still been in Australia. What would I have done? Maybe I would have been surfing. Maybe I would have, you know, been skate like skateboarding street. But yeah, I think I was always directed to mm. some kind of board sport. For sure. Ever since I was a kid, just riding like skateboards around. Like my neighbors had a board and always bang around on that. Um, a couple of friends back in Australia, when I went to go visit, they had skateboards with pool wheels on them. So they're all like super soft. And I love riding those, and I could never find anything like it when I try to ride like regular skateboards with hard wheels and you know fall on yeah. rocks and cracks and whatnot. So you don't really have smooth roads in Hong Kong; it's all concrete. Um, but yeah, and then I found like this big board, soft wheels. Oh, the best feeling! You know, when you first get your board and just yeah. carving around on the streets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I was always I was always kind of destined for, you know, something to do with a board sport, for sure. And so you've been to the Philippines and then you decide to go to Europe. That was like 2014 as a junior? Yeah, yeah, 2014. So why? Um, decided to go get, go get a taste of some World Cup racing, I guess. So you'd been um, looking at races it was online? Kind of, like a, like you'd been watching some of the stuff? You were sort of inspired to do it? Oh, for sure, for sure. For sure. I remember 20, 2014, 2013, all that mm. greener pastures stuff got me stoked. Got me stoked. Like watching videos, man, back then was like the only media, the only like, you know, the only thing that we could get us, you know. It was the only um, hole into the scene because it was such a young scene and mm. still developing in Hong Kong. Everything that we... we you know, worship these videos online. So, like, we saw all the, like the racing and all the pros there. We're like, whoa, we want to go and 
race. Like I kind of fell in love with racing after you know going to the Philippines a couple of times, wearing leathers, and going real fast with your friends, and maybe even winning some. That was cool, and I always really liked that. I'm a pretty competitive person, so racing was the next obvious step for me. So you just did Germany um, that 2014, yeah, or Germany Austria? Um, I actually went full out in 2014. My dad took me on Eurotour, which was crazy. <laughs> it's like, wow. Um, yeah, let's let's go to Europe and let's let's go see what you can do. I guess that's kind of how it was. I think one of my mates is one of my mates is French, and he went to Perigueux in yeah. in 2013. And then we made we made plans like, oh, we should go and go to other races in Europe. So that year, the Eurotour was Almatry. Kozakov and Perigus. So we drove around. We drove from Frankfurt, you know, did Almatry, drove all the way through to Kozakov and then down south to France, wow. me and my dad. It was great. A big eye opening experience for me, for sure. Like in Hong Kong, we can only go maybe 80 on a good day. You know, skip forward to your first, your first heat in um, rapid charge. Oh no, it was race to qualify at Almatry. You looking over? It's like the guy that owns Skoa and Eric Lundberg, <laughs> and then fifteen-year-old me. Wow, man! <laughs> About to go like a hundred kilometers down into like a left slide. That was terrifying, and that was my first World Cup race. Yeah, and it's hooked since then, I guess. It was so fun. How'd you go on that race? How'd you go on that race? Oh, terribly. <laughs> but you survived. <laughs> terribly. Yeah, I survived. I, I definitely survived. What, what um, was it like being a junior doing Kosakov? I mean... Terrifying. <laughs> uh, absolutely terrifying. My first year. Yeah, 2014. Um, I was so scared. I was so scared. I, like coming into the first right kink before even the right slide. Yeah. Me in that corner, I have a really bad history until now. Like, <laughs> but yeah, it was absolutely terrifying. And I was opting for the grip line in that first righty, just like air braking. And then I managed to win the B bracket finals. Yeah. Or not finals. I got into the B bracket finals that year. And that was awesome. Me, Elena Corrigal, um, this Martin from Sweden and Skittles. <laughs> and then I, then I binned it in that corner again. <laughs> Out in the first round. No, in A bracket. In A bracket, and, I mean. Yeah. yeah, yeah, out first round for sure. Yard sailed in the first left trying to follow K-Rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was great. Yeah, that was the year Connor made the final. Mm-hmm. Was it? 2014? Yeah. Didn't he sort of, he made the junior final and the open final, didn't he? Yeah, I think that might have been yeah. the year. Or it might have been the year after that. Okay. 2015. 2015. I think it might have been 2015. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. But yeah, Connor killed it. And so, I mean, you're like the little Aussie kid. Well, not the little Aussie kid, but you're the, the Aussie kid from uh, Hong Kong. The you still yeah. connected with the Australian crew? Did you at all? Or I mean, kind of. 
kind of, for sure. Um, so must have been I always wanted who to. Who is this guy? <laughs> yeah, who is this little weird Aussie kid that's, you know, living in Hong Kong and that we never see, uh, but only at events? Uh, I don't know. Like, I started, I met a lot of the Aussies in the Philippines because they all came through in 2015. Of course, yeah. Yeah, a lot of the a lot of the MBS crew. You were a senior, but was that your first like opens? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that was yeah. yeah. Okay. So I did my first year of opens in 2015. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I met a lot of the Aussie crew, especially like the Queensland boys, MBS crew. They came to the Philippines in 2015, so I met them then. Robin Robin Marga yeah. had come through the, through the Philippines. And then, like, a couple of people at events. But not really. I didn't really meet all the crew until, you know, I started coming to Australian races in 2016 in Mount Kira. Mm. But, yeah, I always tried to. Because I was kind of just, like, just me on my own crew. Just me by myself. Because no one else from Hong Kong came out to the races. So I was yeah. just trying to find crew everywhere I went. And that's been great. I've got crew from everywhere now. <laughs> and that 2015 year, I mean, you did quite well that year. Like you finished like 43rd for the year. Yeah. You so <laughs> you're like um you had you finished school? No, still in school. Because I was in the British system, that's during our summer holidays, northern hemisphere. So okay. I could just go to a load of races then. Yeah, cool. Um so you came like 16th in Kozakov? That was Shortakov when it rained, actually. And I think um. I think that might have been... Yeah, that was Shortakov. <laughs> when it rained and you didn't have to slide the first right, I was in. For sure, me. <laughs> I was down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a crazy year. Some weird stuff happened racing. Me and Max Wooperman just like, you know, held our own and then everyone just crashed in front of us. I think we had first round, we had Hurtler and Luna, and they both just binned it into the first lefty, and me and Whipperman were just like stoked but on the leaf, just made it through. I think around after that, Alex Charlson and some other guy crashed in front of us as well, so we, was, <laughs> we were hyped. <laughs> we didn't have to do anything, and we just cruised on through to the quarterfinals. Yeah, and then we met Byron and Nico Neuring. Nuremberg or whatever I think his name is. He, yeah, I thought he was going to win that race. But yeah. Um, and then Byron and Whipperman had some altercation on the finish line where they both crashed or something like that. But I'd already bend it in the last, in the forest lefty before that. So I was out of it. But yeah, that was, yeah. A, that was a funny, that was a funny. Yeah, I was definitely pretty stoked on that. Coming 16th at Kozakar. Yeah. In my first year in Athens. And, You've been doing it, like, of course you enjoy it, you're competitive, all that sort of stuff, but do you think 2015, like, is there any light, light bulb moment where you think, damn, I'm pretty good at this, I might, this, I might, uh, I've got a crack here? Um, or do you think you've always thought that, like, you're in with a chance? I think, yeah, back then it was just like, I love doing this, so I'm just going to do it. Yeah, I wasn't really trying to win everything, especially my first year in Open. I was like, well, this is going to suck. I'm just going to lose everything. 
because I've just been so used to racing juniors. But it went okay. But definitely, I think more in the, the Asian races, I was feeling pretty shit hot, especially towards the end of the season. Yeah, because he, he did 11th at Veggie High, yeah. didn't he, that year? Yeah, I won Concies that year. Um, okay. And I was real stoked on that. And then I think I yeah. did, like, I won some Asian races, like the Heaven's Gate races in the Philippines. Oh, yeah, okay. I won, I won the juniors there and came second in the Opens. So I think from then on, I was like, wow, okay, maybe I could do something here. But racing in Europe was always yeah. way higher. So that was just kind of like, you know, let's see what happens. But definitely, yeah, but definitely the, yeah. the talent in Europe is amazing, Incredible. isn't it? Incredible. It's just like skaters just come out of nowhere that you've never heard yeah. of. And like, like a this good. weekend at Alpenrauschen, just so many shredders that I'd never heard of or met. It was so cool. So cool. Yeah, Europe's really good for that sort of thing. So many different scenes and so many events out here as well. I think that helps. Yeah. For sure. So 2016. It's 2016. Yeah, that was the year. 14th in the world. 14th. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, you nearly cracked the top 10. I cracked the top 10. I really wanted to crack the top 10. <laughs> no, you did so, this, right? What did you- I was 9th. I was ninth when I finished racing in Europe, or maybe I was eleventh or something. I was in the top ten. I was I was real happy, and I was super stoked. And then it went to Brazil, and I got knocked, and I was so bummed. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that yeah, because there was a few races that year in Brazil. Yeah, yeah. Oh, in South America. Yeah, but yeah, that was a. So, what did you think of Kira? Kira was sick. Kira was really really cool. A... Yeah, they didn't really agree with me, but. I thought it was really, really cool. I just had problems like turning right <laughs> and sometimes just hitting like random holes in the middle of nowhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was really, really sick. I had so much fun. And that, that was my first Australian event. Like I'd never been to a race in Australia before. And that was like the first time being in Australia for years. For me then, almost like seven or eight years. Coming back, mm. I, I think I just turned 18. 18? Yeah. I think I just turned 18. So I could buy alcohol, and I was stoked. <laughs> just showing people my ID before they'd ask for it. I was hyped about that. But yeah, Matt Kira was an awesome event. I had a lot of fun there. Rob came with me, crashed into the guardrail, drank yeah, the hospital. Right. That, was, that was eventful. Um, yeah, we did. We had a lot of fun. Well, yeah, I met him at the uh, the fire that night, and I did that interview with him, which was yeah. really funny. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I remember that, and I'd passed out. <laughs> yeah, I was. So then you won the Concies. You backed it up in Veggie High. You came fifth. Was that yep. winning the Concies? Yep, came fifth. Veggie High and then the Concies. That was awesome. And then you did well in China. Yep, and then I came sixth in China as well. Yeah, that race, man. Super bummed they don't run that anymore. Because that was a really, really fun race. Just in the middle of nowhere. Like four hours out of Chengdu. And they had a hotel at the top of the hill just built for business meetings. Everyone got rooms. It was awesome. (laughs) Really. It was like a massive compound and they just let you run wild. 
Really? Yeah, like a music music festival in the rain. It's great. It was great. And it's a shame they yeah. don't do that one anymore. Yeah, bring it back. Bring <laughs> it back. That's what I would say. And then you did Europe? Did Europe? 11th yep. Lily Hammer? 11th Lily Hammer. That was awesome. Yeah, because um, that year they cooked the timing system mm. and broke it. So it went off last year's rankings, which you know I was stoked about. <laughs> so hyped. <laughs> so hyped. Um, so I ended up qualifying without qualifying 11th, which totally shouldn't have happened. But it did, whatever, and then ended up qual- finishing 11th as well. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was really cool. And what did you think of Teola? He did six there, so he did really well. I wouldn't yeah, have I thought that would have suited you. Conti's, well, it was just like everything at that race was who had the biggest balls into that first corner. Yeah. And I was just tucking past people and sliding way later and nearly crashing almost every run <laughs> um, until it happened. Uh, but yeah. The first bit was kind of fast, and then it was just trying to stay ahead. A lot of people were pushing throughout corners, and I was just not, and just being in the way until it came to, like, the last righty, and then just, like, wrapping out the biggest push I can. There's a really sick video of it, of um, a heat in the quarterfinals that um, Vashek from the Czech Republic put up. That's so cool. Okay. You can just see it's me, it's me, Vashek, Alex Demel, and Mitch Thompson. It was hectic. So hectic. But yeah, that race sucks. Don't go there. <laughs> Especially now. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've been hearing some things about last year. Talk, talk to Mitch Thompson about it if you want to know everything. <laughs> yeah, it's never been a... It's, uh, it tends to be one of those places that people go to but never go back. But... Uh, yeah, well, no, that prize money sounds pretty yeah, good. That's true. This, is, but um, yeah, if that's your thing, go do that. But I'm not really trying to push out of every single corner. Yeah. <laughs> and then you made the podium. Oh yeah, with thongs on. That was just sweet. representing Australia. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Only way we know how. <laughs> like second. Yeah. On the podium. Second. Yeah. That was a really weird event. I don't know what happened there, but like all the boys were on fire. It was me, Mitch, Sam Randall, just like out there destroying. I don't know what, but something was in the water for sure. Just we were killing it. Then it was, um, it was race to qualify as well. So I think that plays into my advantage a little okay. bit as well. I'm always better at racing than I am qualifying. But yeah, we just were killing it all weekend. And then I met up with Mitch in the finals. Thank God he was chucking huge pendies into that first lefty, just like taking people out. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, me and Mitch just rode together all the way to the finals. And then... Yeah, in finals was me, Mitch, Quee, Max. Oh no, no, me, me, Mitch, Max, 
Ballesteros and Sebastian Hurtler. Hurtler was almost yeah. unstoppable that weekend, for sure. Yeah. He just won the German Championships the day before. I think he'd been there like every 10th year of Enzo, like every year of Enzo, all 10 of them. <laughs> so, you know, fair enough. He put, yeah, he was out in front. Mitch and Max were like super hot on each other, like super tight. And then it was me right behind them. And out of the first lefty, they just, you know, rubbed the wheels, went down. Your boy swooped and stink bugged all the way to second <laughs> place. It was sick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was that was a fun, fun race. And then we went to go celebrate in Amsterdam after that. Whew. That was a good Euro tour. And then, so what happened in 2017? You just didn't, were you injured or you just didn't do stuff? Yeah. I just, so the end of 2016, or the, around Philippines time 2016 in China, I was meant to have fin- been finishing school. But I was out skateboard racing instead. So I came back, finished school after China, then went on Eurotour. And after Eurotour, came back to Hong Kong and, you know, wasn't doing anything. And made the decision not to go to university and to go do something else instead. So I moved to Japan and became a snowboard instructor. Because, you know, it was like a logical thing to do. Yeah. board sports and whatnot. So I did my exams to become a qualified snowboard instructor and started working out there in the Seco. Mm. That was real fun. And then decided not to waste you know, this new qualification that I'd just gotten and then did another season in okay. New Zealand and Matt Rapay. So that's And then yeah, some other stuff after that. So that's what I was doing last year, making money, doing some yeah, real-world nice. stuff. Hanging out, getting ready for, you know, intentionally planning to come back this year and kill the game, but definitely didn't expect it to go as well as it has so far. <laughs> yeah, you're, um, so this year, you're on the hunt. Oh, mate. Yep. Yep. Because you just, on the you're, hunt. you're racking up some, uh, some serious racing. Oh, we're just getting started, mate. What was it? Just getting started. What was it like being on that, like starting line for the final in Korea? Like that must have been surreal. It's like wet and. Uh, honest, honestly, I, I was pretty bummed. I was pretty bummed. I wasn't, you know, fully in it, in the right headspace after that. After that semi-final, kind of shook me a little bit. Yeah. Cause, okay. So that semi-final was. I mean, that was probably an interesting Hectic. thing because, like, um, like Darius went down. Darius, Dana, Dana went. Jevons went in, and then you sort of, you sort of like, you guys went through the middle of it all. Yeah, basically, what happened was we were all just like stupid tight. Jevons was in front. I think Dana was second. Dana was second. Was I it? was third. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I was third. I was, I was third, and Pepe was behind yeah. me. And we're going into the righty before waterfall, and I think I'm coming on the inside of Dana. Yeah, that's right. And then Pe- Pepe just comes in way hot, gives me a little bump, and then just like because it's so wet, I'm slipping, sliding everywhere, and then just go in and just like check Dana, 
and Dana goes down. I keep going, and then Pepe comes in and runs into the back of Dana, and then keeps standing on its board, which is crazy. But then I think me and Jevons have it. We're like we're running away with it because Pepe had to stand up to avoid, you know, getting completely destroyed by Dana. Yeah. Uh, and then we go into I think one of the last the bridge left, going into it. I give jo- Josh a little touch just to like spaces out, to let him know I'm there. And then he goes. We go into the left, and he just like hits a river or something, slows down, and just loses yeah. it. And I'm like, oh my god, I've just you know knocked Josh Evans out by pushing him or something. Just like super, super devo, especially because he looks back and gives me the shockers and says we're all good. So yeah, and then me and Pepe run around, run down with it. And then Josh and Dana come down and just looking at me like, what the fuck, man? So yeah, I wasn't too stoked about being in the finals, but that's racing, yeah, I but guess. But when it's wet, like, you just, yeah, there, anything happens. It's a sh- that track yeah. in the wet, man. <laughs> so, and when you're all so close, it's like something's going to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's only... every. Every time two riders came through that last corner, like even relatively close, yeah. they crashed. Every single time. So, honestly, I'm pretty thankful that I never had to mm. do that. I never, like, I never was four deep in that last lefty because that just would have been terrible. But, yeah, I'm not about that. Scary stuff for sure. Scary stuff. The final? Do you still... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like the, uh, the internet meme yeah, now. The, uh, the internet meme. Yeah. I was for a little bit. They were pretty funny. There was definitely some good ones. Um, yeah, so what, what happened was... I mean, you're just like... I mean, that's just longboarding though, isn't it? I guess. You just get to sometimes you just go, damn it, I'm just going to kick this board. I was just so frustrated. I was really, really pissed because, you know, I felt good. I've been feeling good all day. Like, I'd raced through B-bracket in the rain. Yeah. Like, that was a blessing in disguise for sure. So much I mean, race experience in the wet, just killing it. Some of that, right, racing is just survival, isn't it? You're just trying to stay Absolutely. on your board and survive. That last corner was definitely just survival. Please do not crash. Uh, but yeah, I ended up like crash, missing the f- the first righty by miles, losing the pack, catching a Pepe crashing, uh, me catching up, and then just trying to slide way too inside on the waterfall, and then just high siding, try to run after my board, step on it, fall off, and then just kick the shit out of it. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, pretty much gave up after that. Started doing stink bugs and double hands down the rest of the run. Where if I actually, you know, kept going, probably would have got third legit instead of yeah. what happened. But we live and learn, I guess. It's definitely not yeah. going to happen again. That's for sure. Well, I think you you just always got to keep on improve, improving. Yeah, you know, it's just it's just one of those things. That, oh, it's a learning learning experience for sure. Yeah, you sort of uh, 
no one comes out of the gate and just knows what to do. It's just, no, just not all the time. But yeah, racing experiences. Yeah, it's what you need. The more races you go to, the better you get at racing. It's crazy, right? And you said after the race that the hay bales were hard. Were they really hard? Like in the rain? Oh. Well, they were just getting soaked and so you hit them and then just bounce. If you, I'm not sure if you saw much of the footage, but there was some absolutely horrific crashes. Oh, yeah. Nah, no, I saw some of them. Just, just Andy, Standy Andy, this girl blasting into that lefty, bouncing out right back into the road and getting T-boned by Merch Thompson. Yeah. Maybe one of the scariest things I've ever seen. And then, yeah, and we were the heat afterwards, got red flagged down, had to do reruns, and oh, it was hectic. Yeah, he just got completely plowed, bounced right back into the road, and then was knocked out cold. It's terrifying. And that happened to a lot of people, man. A lot of people were just getting messed up. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they made the decision to run the long track, and that's what you get, I guess. Do you think that's the future? What, Ariang Hill in the rain? No, that, uh, you know, racing's going to be dictated by like broadcasting and uh, uh, I mean, that's, it's sort of a, like inevitable, isn't it? That if the sport grows up and it gets more professional and there's more money in it. Well, the idea was, the idea was good. The ex- execution was a little rocky. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think if everything went to plan and went smoothly, and the timing system didn't break, and everyone got the fair amount of runs to make the top 10 shoes out. I think it would have been good. I think it would have worked. I don't think there would have been many complaints, but because of the way it happened, it was always like, oh, what if, what if, we could have just done this, da 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 But I think they're onto something there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I agree. And so, I mean, it was a different Arung Hill than the previous year because... Oh, very different. You went off to hospital with uh, Burnsy. Yeah, I got to race this year, which was nice. Um, yeah, last year, the year before that was, yeah, that was scary. That was really, really scary. Yeah, that was one, like, crazy crash. Might, might, have, might have been, yeah, and I was right there as well. I was on the road. You can see me running out of the middle of the road in the video. Having right before my eyes, and I just like, I was like, oh. Rob just died. Like it was nuts. Yeah, he just flipped and flipped and flipped, and then just let out the scariest scream ever, and then nothing. Yeah, that was that was not nice. But I'm glad he's okay. Deep. <laughs> we had a very terrifying trip, trip to the yeah. hospital. Just you know, kept asking like, what was going on. He, he couldn't remember anything. Just freaking out. Didn't know who anyone was, so yeah, scary times. Uh, is he having a break from racing for a while after that? Yeah, um, I think it's kind of hard to find your motivation to race after something like that happens to you. I mean, it hasn't never happened to me so far, touch wood, but yeah, I've, he's, he's having a break, he's loving life right now, he's out in Thailand. Yeah. Working in a working in a beach bar, 
learning how to become a mixologist <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> yeah. He hasn't even finished high school yet, but he's out there. He's already working, so he's on to something. Uh, he was like that. At, he was like that at he's Kira when I met him. I think he was looking. Yeah, he was sure. looking. <laughs> he was looking for me for like you know excuses that he should be just now. He should be going to get a job and just start living life. Yeah, Rob's been like that since day one. Yeah, yeah. That's just Rob. Though. He loves it. We love him. And I hope he gets to come skateboard with us soon because there's, you know, nout happening in Thailand. He just told me that he's going to be living there for longer than we thought because he's having so much fun. But we'll get him back for sure. He doesn't the world do Philippe. The skateboarding world needs Rob Burns. Nope. Didn't do it this year. But he just dropped a new part for Armio. So you should all go check that out. Some of the stuff he's skating in that video is ridiculous. This like coarse road with glass in it, which is impossible to slide, and he's doing switch toe sides on it. <laughs> Was that in Hong <laughs> Kong or in the Thailand? Yeah. Okay, that's all in Hong Kong. It's all filmed yeah. in Hong Kong. Little little older footage, but you know, still fresh. So, are you like the professional wingman? Is that like? Is that? I mean, I'd have to know what you're referring to, but maybe. Because, I mean, you've got a, you, you fell in with a, the crew in Melbourne, haven't you? Like Zach and... Oh, yeah. And the, are, are you going to yeah, be travelling with those guys because they're all heading to Europe? Or are you just going to meet up? No, I got chopped out of the van. You got chopped. Oh, I got chopped. <laughs> yep, I got chopped. I'm not Australian enough for them. Nah. No, nah, they, they already made plans way before, and I was still up in the air about what I was doing. But we got a car, we're sorted, finally, we're good to go. But I think it's just going to be an enormous convoy for a year or two this year, and I'm very excited about it. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, and it's not just all about racing, there's like free riding and... Oh, no, no. Some of the best things about Euro Tour is yeah. between the events. When you're like squatting out with the boys somewhere in the French Alps, it's dawn patrolling in the deepest packs. So much fun. But yeah, the race is cool too. Okay, so um, well, let's uh, let's change it up a little bit. What sort of um, what what is your current setup at the moment? My board. Yeah. So, wait, wait, who is, are your sponsors? Who are your sponsors? I'm glad you asked. Yeah. Well, my sponsors? Oh, um, we'll do sponsors. So, so you're my, with Orangutan. My, my official sponsors? Um, <laughs> are these things we're not allowed to talk about? <laughs> I mean, I don't know what the situation is there. I've been writing Magnums. Yeah, I saw that. Because, you know, I'm a racer and... I race, so I've been riding Magnums. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the situation is there. Really, it's, haven't really talked about it much with anyone. But yeah, I was riding for Otang, and that was sick. Those are really good people. I love them. Um, I went to go see them, some of them in when I in LA while I was yeah. there a couple of weeks ago. That was great. Uh, aside from them. 
I am writing for Madrid skateboards now. Oh, okay. officially. Uh, as of because like, I saw those boards that you had. Ooh, yeah, we up to something. We up to something. I went into the Madrid factory and me and Max Dubler designed some new boards for moi this Euro tour, this rest of the season. Yeah. They're a little narrower than the board I've been riding previously, designed with um with slalom trucks in mind, coming up from Rogue in the okay. next couple days, I think. Even really, um, yeah, watch out, they're coming. Nice. So, are you riding those trucks at the moment? I don't have them right now, but hopefully, I will be receiving a set soon. Okay. Um. Right. Yeah. Right now, I'm just riding the normal Rogue One Sixties, and they're feeling great. Feeling real good on the big board. I just chopped them. I just put them on the new Chopstar, and they feel great at Alpenrauschen. Um, so we'll see. I haven't been doing a lot of skating recently, but yeah. And your like your one sixty rogues are they like on a forty eight base plate? Oh, right. Um, no, I'm running fifties in the front with a wedge. Yeah, my nose of the board wedges about some degrees, so they're around like 50-something, 53, 54 in the front, and then 15 in the back. Big split. Big old split. All right, how, what is it on the back? 15. 15? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> 54, 15. How did you get to that? Did you um, get to that sort of setup? Just trying stuff. Yeah, just just being like a massive Venom fanboy when I was a kid and just wanted to ride whatever they rode, and now I'm trapped and I can't go back. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yeah, that's how it worked. And Rogue Trucks just feel amazing. I love them. Running running the 15 plate in the back and having a high, higher degree in the front, getting all the steering up the front feels real good for me, especially for my style of like, Hands down, go fast race, sort of thing. Feels great. I've been rocking it for the last three years. I mean, I've experimented a little bit with my back degree. I had it down to like five degrees at one point, and that was dumb. <laughs> but yeah, fifteen fifty four has been working for me so far. So and what do you keep it at that? What do you like about like a base plate like that? On the back, I just like how sta- stable it is, and yeah, all, all the lean and all the turn from the front. It just feels real good. It feels like a car. It does exactly what I want it to, exactly when I need it to. Yeah. And bushings. Bushings. Um. Yeah, this is a funny one. When people see my my bushings, they're like, "How how does that work?" I'm running a seventy eight A. In the front and an 81A in the front, in the back, like in the front, sorry. The board side 81, road side 78, so it's blue and orange, Venoms, and then in the back 97, 97. 97, so it's 97. super soft at the front. Yep. Wow. So it's all, everything's coming out of the front. That's just the way I like it. That's my shit. Okay. Um, and if you look at, a lot of the boards, especially these slalom boards that you see around, that's how they're all set up. Real soft in the front, real yeah. hard in the back. Only, only thing is my board isn't really a slalom board. It's like a 
just a real small downhill board as yeah. of now. Have you ever done yeah, slalom? It was great. Yeah, I did slalom for the first time when I was in Colorado. Those Venom boys love <laughs> slalom. It's really, really difficult. It's just like trying to give yourself speed wobbles on purpose. <laughs> it's real fun. But yeah, it's definitely like a whole other branch of skateboarding. Oh, next t- that you can totally just nerd out and get involved. Yeah, in. next time you're in Sydney, we'll have to take you out. We'll go do some slalom. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> that'd be real fun. So, chop star. So, what? What is a chop star? Yeah, chop star. Is this? I mean, <laughs> originally, um, it meant the chopped trap star. Yeah, that's what it was originally intended to be, and now it's just developed into something else entirely. <laughs> just you know. Being the lord of chopping people, <laughs> chop star, you know, lifestyle, something like that. I don't know. It's fun. It's and a bit of fun. They do this, but originally coined to be a cop chop. They do yeah. a board for you. Is it going to be the chop star? I hope so, man. <laughs> That'd be sick. Can you imagine buying a Madrid chop star? So rad. Well, maybe I think of a better name for it. But it's still early days with that. But stoked I got to make my own board. Yeah, so it's um, what sort of concave and so forth is is in it? Well, so far we have two molds, just old, just previous mm. Madrid board molds. So one of them is the 2015 yeah. Trapstar mold, and the other one is the T3 Pete Eubank mold. So one of those has a wedge in the nose, and the other one is just a flat concave. So we're, I'm just testing both of those out now, seeing which one I like more and deciding which okay. one I'm going to race for the rest of the year. The big board's still my favorite for sure for now, but as I put more mileage on these boards, I'll let you know, but they're feeling good so far. So you have a, a small stance? Oh, I have a really small stance, which is strange because I'm not a small guy yeah. either. Yeah, I've kind of developed a like a short short tuck and a real sh- small heelside pre drift stance. Okay. It, yeah, I don't know how that happened. Mm. Riding, yeah, small boards, I guess, and just being compact, being on top of your board feels good. I like it. <laughs> and bearings. Um, whatever I can, really. I've been riding Honda bearings okay. a lot recently, and they're pretty good. And uh, I switch between Honda and Seismic, depending on what I have. It's kind of a mixture of Honda. I think it's Honda in the front, Seismic okay. in the back <laughs> right now. I'll have yeah, to send you some bearings. Yeah, yeah, hook me up. Hook Got this up. new uh, company <laughs> we've been working with, they're an electric skateboard company. And they're doing oh they yeah oh, the big the, wheels yeah, yeah boa the boa yeah the they've boa just people? they've just done some ceramic pairings yeah are they built in yeah yeah hook me done. up the I'm um, trying. yeah I'm trying so I'm giving them to Ian Coggan and um, and Jack tomorrow so. Um, okay. So I mean, 
I'm going to, I'll give them a set for you. Let me know. But yeah, they've, sure. be cool. the way that they've done these bearings is they're supposed to be indestructible. Like as in, oh, we'll you can ride that. them in the rain, do anything. They won't, they, they will just keep going. Yeah. Really? That, that <laughs> sounds like what I need. Well, I, I, I told Boa, I said, we're going to give them to the Aussies. They're going to go to Europe. We'll see how good those bearings turn up after a month. Because <laughs> they'll go in all conditions. Wow. Well, I'm definitely down to see if I can break them. And, <laughs> and the, so with the wheels, is it like um, the Magnums are just, they're just it's fast? Or is it well, like, I mean, uh, is it just, you haven't. Picture, picture this, picture this. I rode a lot of wheels this year. I tested everything. I've been riding all the, all the, the hot shit brands, seeing what they can do. Magnums are two seconds faster than all of them. Mm. Everywhere. So, you know, it's kind of, yeah, dumb to ride anything else really. <laughs> and they feel great and they work really well for my style. I, yeah, I've just been super, super happy riding Magnums in both Duros, 74, 76. It's all good. So Going real fast. The, these are the Magnums Mark 1s? Yeah, the Magnum Mark 1s, the new yeah. ones, 76 millimeters so tall. Yes, yeah, 78. So no, 78 so millimeters tall. You get them in different Big Duros? I thought they only, I think I only can get one Duro. Yeah, they come in 74, which are the yellow leaves, and the 76, mm -hmm. which are the black leaves. Oh, yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, They're yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm sweet. thinking of I'm thinking of the Venom Mark One, not the Magnum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, so Mark One was yeah. the one they put out a couple oh, years yeah, ago, yeah, yeah. and okay. they just updated that. So which one are you racing on? What is it? Depends. Both. Both depends on the track. For grip tracks, I like the 76. Slide tracks, I like the 74. Okay. The stopping power on the 74s. Is <laughs> what terrifying. does that mean? <laughs> you just slow down so quick and then grip up again, and then you're going so fast almost immediately. Okay. It's nuts. <laughs> it's so nuts. And they wear super good. I've been, I, wrote, I rode one set for the whole time I was in America. Yeah. Wow. They're crazy. Yeah, this. I previously had big problems with like overling wheels. Okay, yet to oval a set of these. So pretty happy about that as well. So I mean, does that? Um, I mean, it, it's a good thing. But I mean, does that say something about you and racing and so forth? That it's like it's not going to come down to the dollars. It's going to come down to what's working. I think at the top level, absolutely. Absolutely, like, it, but it's also like, who's on on that day, as well. Um, if some, yeah, if people, if some of these top guys, if they're having a good day, almost impossible to beat. But it doesn't mean that you know we're not going to try. It's like, this is a couple of boys, mm -hmm. and we're right there. So if any of these top guys make a mistake, you know, we're in. So they better watch out. Now, are you going to be one of those top guys soon? Everyone's going to be waiting for. I mean, you, yeah, hopefully. It, 
the progress that you're going. I'm still young yeah, as. I know. I, know. Well, I got heaps at, of time. Um, look at Chago Lesser. He's like 28, 29. And he's been racing for, yeah, he's 28. Is he's he? been racing for like eight, nine years. But solid racing. He's only, yeah. Because so, a lot of it yeah. is experience as well. Yeah. Because you just can't. So much of it is experience. Um, yeah, because so yeah. much of it is experience. Um, so valuable. I was talking to Bass about that a few weeks ago. I mean, when are you ever going to be on a track like a rung hill and it's raining? Like that, kind, that might never happen again. <laughs> it might not, but I, I hope it does. <laughs> I hope it does. But yeah. That's exactly right. You're never going to be riding yeah. as not, something as gnarly yeah. as that in the rain. Or maybe you are. And if you are, you know, you So grip win. tape? Um, gangster grip. Grip tape, gangster grip. <laughs> oh, those stickers are awesome, stickers. aren't they? Gangster grip. For the stickers. For the stickers. Yeah. I'm, I rock foot brake soles and spikes. So, yeah, I can ride whatever grip I like. So okay. I choose for sure. What sort of foot brakes are you using? Free brake soles, exclusively the best free brakes, the best foot brake soles that you can buy for sure. Where where are they, mate? Who's free? Tell me different. Change my mind. Free brake. Um, okay. Free brake. It's a guy out of Spain. Yeah, it's a guy out of Spain. Um, I met okay. him in 2014 on my first Euro tour, and he was like, "Here, I got some of these soles. You should try them." And I'm like, "Oh, cool. Thanks." Put them on my put them on my shoes. I was like, "Wow, this has changed everything." If you're not riding foot brake soles, please try it. It's so good. Um, but yeah, then I tried everything else. Like I tried a topic and ride a fly and whatnot. But I can't find one that is like as grippy as this. They're just really tarry, and they yeah, last we, a super long time. We had I this ultimate foot brake sole in the shop years and years ago. Um, like 2007, 2008, and we tried everything. And we found this. It was like, I don't know how they bonded these two bits of rubber together, but it sort of had this rough side and a smooth side. Anyway, the the GFC came and the factory went out of business. Oh, yeah. We just couldn't get it anymore. <laughs> it was just, oh, it was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, if you're on a good thing. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is about these these soles. They just work super, super, super good. So, do you prefer to slide or to foot brake? I'll slide. Slide for sure. I used to I used to foot brake soles okay. for for gripping on my board because the, on the rubber on the grip tape with the spikes keeps you real locked so in. Wait, wait. So I you don't have spikes? Foot brake. Ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I drill holes in my board and stick really bikes in them over my front foot, my back foot. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's a old. Uh, you will hate me calling him old, but uh, there's a '80s vert uh, skater in Australia, Mick Mulhall, and he used to say that in the '80s, because the boards were so big and so forth, that they used to put their bolts through the other way so they'd stick up out of the uh, deck for grip. That's a sick idea. Yeah, okay. I can totally see that. Yeah, it's kind of like that, except 
purpose and built and they're put in is this your idea places on your front foot back foot i use mine as a reference no 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 so um i'm just been copying people tried it out cool i like it i think it originated okay. a lot in the colorado scene because some of their roads are just like bullshit rough yeah and you need all the grip that you can get so I saw them kind of doing it, and I was like, wow, they're cool, and I want to try that as, like, a kid, and started doing it, and now I can't stop. So what sort of spikes are they? What are you using, nails or, or screws? They're just, well, um, recently, recently I've just been using hardware. Okay. Because, you know, I haven't been able to go to hardware stores and yeah. get specific types of screws for my board. So I just drill holes in it and then stick hardware the other way around. Into okay. the deck. It seems to be working pretty good. I like it. So, do you have a pattern that you use? So, what do you do when you get a new deck? Uh, first thing, check the torque block on there, and then probably put it on wrong the first time, and then redo that, <laughs> and then find where I want to put them. So, normally on the ball of my foot, on the back foot, I chuck like four in there. Just to, so I can move around, have that as a reference when I tuck, yeah. when I do toe sides, and then I put um, three to four across the front foot, so they'd go right down okay. the middle of my foot when I'm tucking. So kind of sideways, diagonally across the board. And yeah, and so far so good. Haven't done them on the new boards yet, but okay, you know I will once I get time. And yeah, for racing, it's just so much better. Okay. And gloves, pucks? Yep. Um, I've been riding for Bam Bam, okay. Bam Bam Skate, for two, year, two years now. They started off making spark pucks, which are awesome. And now recently have transitioned into making some really, really, really good gloves as well. Got real ha- hard Kevlar knuckles and double stitching. And, and all where are they stuff. out of? They, and they're red and, red and black. They're out of yeah. Switzerland, where yeah. I am right now. So, yeah, I'm going to go over, say hi to those guys while I'm here as well. Yeah, they're killing it. Real good product. I like them a lot. And helmet? Uh, up until recently, I've been riding a TSG. Okay. I was riding a red TSG, and they were sick. Mad vision. Super safe. But then I decided, you know, to be one of the cool boys and got one of these new orders lids. These... Someone told me it's called a Blackbird or something. Short fairings, new orders Blackbird. I think it might be the okay. new one. I'm not sure. I bought it off Tiago Moore after Korea. Mm. Oh, so sick. I'm so stoked on it. <laughs> yeah, me and, me and Jevons both copped helmets on the Brazilians. Right. And, yeah, hype is real. We're going to be looking mean in here. So sure. this is a vulture, did you say? Uh, New orders. New Olders. Yeah. How do you spell that? Oh. And new. Yeah, it's new Olders. Like yeah. O-L-D-E-R-S. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah, I think they're a Brazilian brand, but don't yeah. quote me on that. They've been around for a while, but they just started making cool helmets. So It was actually, I, I'm lining up a, uh interview with Chago at the moment. I was supposed to speak to him last night, but he bailed on me and 
one of the questions I was going to ask him was his helmet because I've noticed that he's changed his helmet. So I was like, yeah, it's the same one that he has. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Right. So it, well, they've all been riding them this year. Carlos, Tiago, Delua, Pepe, and yeah. um, Tiago Moore. So, yeah, we were like, well, they're wearing them, and they're going fast, so we should be wearing them too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. So, yeah, me and Josh copped some of their helmets after Korea. Yeah, nice. Ready to go, ready to go fast. It's the first aerolid I've ever owned. I'm pretty hyped about that. Did you use it at the free ride? Yeah, I used it at the free ride. I used it all through America as well. Yeah, it's, it's, my, it's my go-to helmet now for sure. And is it faster or do you just feel faster? I just feel faster. I'm, I don't know if it's actually faster. I haven't done any research on it. But you definitely feel faster. Oh, it'll be interesting to see with qualifying in Europe. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm not sure how much of a difference aerolids make cornering. But I know definitely in the straights, they make a difference. Trying to chase people who have aerolids, their draft is so much smaller. That's definitely true. Felt that at Newton's for real. Um, but yeah, mostly about, you know, looking cool. <laughs> and I do look so cool. <laughs> I love it. Is there any, is there anything else I've missed? No, is there anything I've missed? So. That's about yeah, it really. Board, isn't it? trucks, wheels, bands, gloves, helmets. Yeah. So... We've talked about wheels. Who were some of your other sponsors? So Bam Bam. Um, yeah, Bam Bam, SBDW, the Longwood Shop out of Hong Kong. Yeah. Those are the boys. That's my family. They're coming out to Europe this year. Oh, you're about to see some shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great. So when you yeah, say they're coming out, what's some of the, the teams coming out? Yeah, they're, they're going to be in Europe this year. They're coming for Kozakov and Vidikio. Wow. The world is about to understand Hong Kong style. It's going to be great. I'm not sure they're ready. <laughs> but, you know, they're still, yeah, you're still going to see it. It's going to, I'm really excited for them. It's going to be a whole new experience of World Cup racing. We've done a little bit. We did a little China races. We went to Taiwan. Some some smaller races. I think some of them went to Newton's last year. Um, I mean, you know how that went. Yeah. So hopefully... We come out to Europe and show the people what's up. Yeah, nice. So I'm really excited about that. So, SPDW Longwood Shop. And yeah, are I you touring around with them, or they'll be part of the convoy? Um, they'll be part of the convoy for sure. Okay. They, I'm just sorting them out with their own car right now, so that they can roll with us. They were going to try and fly, and I was like, "Come on, man! This is Euro Tour. The best bits are in between." So they booked a car. <laughs> the car and yeah we're gonna squat out hit some passes go to some races go to Prague and party it's gonna be great how do you tour well I mean what do you do to how do I tour like how, how do you get the money how do you do this how do you yeah. live this so life just, I mean this is the question everyone wants me to ask you probably yeah. <laughs> this, this is the question I get asked almost every single time every single day um, it's just a combination of heaps of things it's um taking a year out last year, saving some dosh, uh, having awesome friends 
that hook you up and let you stay in their houses and you know all, all that sort of stuff having crazy sponsors that help me out and pay for my stuff when I need it to having an amazing girlfriend who looks after me super well and having great parents who support me in everything that I do so just yeah I got a lot of good people behind me and they help me live this dream for sure I mean not every year is going to be like this this is a very extravagant year for sure as everyone is seeing mm. <laughs> but yeah I feel like I'm just throwing everything into it this year just to see if this is something that I can really do and you don't want to be left wondering do you yeah I, I never want to know like oh what if what if I could turn out to all these races I could maybe you know do this do that I'm literally just going and finding yeah. it. I'm throwing everything at this. Like after this year, man, I've I have nothing. I'm done. I'm done. And then I'm just repeat the cycle, I guess. Take a year off, build up, go again. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, and, I don't know. So what are you it's, doing, Europe? Just, and then is that it? Are you going to do? Oh no, you know we're not done there. There's more racing to so be. So you're going to do North America? We got Nope, I'm not going to North America, unfortunately. I've done that. I went to North America, did three weeks there, like a yep. week ago. Um, but I'm going to be going to South America. Ah. Yeah, I'm going to go to Argentina in August. Go hang out with my brother Santiago. Yeah, nice. Um, in his town and then hopefully go hit some of the South American races. Learn Spanish while I'm there. Um, yeah, I'm really excited. That's that's the number one thing I really wanted to do this year. Was go to South America, mm. even if it wasn't for skating. It just you know worked out super well that at this time of year there's a lot of skateboarding there, and that's where I'd be. My girlfriend's also from Argentina, so that's also a bonus. So yeah, I got a, got a lot of reasons to go this year. We've been going like uh, a while. I suppose we got to work at trying to wrap this thing up. I suppose. I mean, I could. Yeah, we're um, good. So, is there anything that you do to prepare for a race? Uh, before this year, no. Before this year, I was you know just turning up. But this year has been a little different because it's the only thing that's really on my mind, like all day, every day. I have been preparing a little bit more for races. Like you could even call it training, but you know, I'm still not quite there yet. <laughs> I'm not on that Emily Pross level where I'm in the gym training, which I should be for sure. Like, if I want to get the results I want, that's where I should be. But I'm not quite there yet. But doing things like, you know, watching videos of the track and practicing my push out on the road every night, stuff like that. But not not really. Trying to be a little bit healthier. Like, when you're on the road, like I have been, it's really hard to keep your body in, like, any yeah. type of shape. But I've, I'm with the right people now, so you know, they're looking after me. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling strong. 
you know, changing my diet up a little bit, uh, trying not to drink so much alcohol and drugs and whatnot. So that's been nice. I feel real clear-headed and sober. So, yeah, doing that before racing really, really helps you. Talking to people like Tristan, <laughs> Tristan Cardio, making I'm, I'm pro- making promises to him that I stop drinking alcohol <laughs> before races and stuff. <laughs> but yeah, just like trying to be a, not an athlete, just not what I was and what I have been doing. But you're still kidding yourself that you think I'm not going to get down at the party. So <laughs> just not going to party on the first time. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. Because of course, different. But yeah, just I feel like it would be a waste for me just to party away this great this great opportunity where I'm out, out, like able to go yeah. to all these races and all these events. So taking it a little bit more seriously for the people that I'm representing and for myself. You know what I mean? I'm not about to come piss it all the way like I may or not may or may not have you know in the previous years. It's not so much of a holiday anymore and more of just like my life <laughs> which sounds crazy but then again my life is pretty crazy right now unintentionally do you think like your biggest asset is that you're unpredictable on the when you're racing yeah the chop star being the wild card being the wild card the chop star um yeah yeah i think it is it's almost creativity yeah. in a way. Well, like I'm, I'm, I'm just getting started, mate. Like being third in Korea, it's like the start of something. Now I'm hungry. Now I've done that. I've been there, and I just want to be back there. So, yeah, definitely, definitely a wild card on the racing scene this year. Um, you never know what I'm going to do most of the time, or maybe you do. There might not. You might not have enough to stop me, so we'll see. So, I mean, you're going to have a faster helmet, faster wheels. So faster helmet, faster wheels. You know, I'm a little, cra- I'm a little crazy. I'm a little unpredictable. I'll go there when most people won't. But we'll see. I think everyone at the top level, man, they're yeah. they're ready to send. They're going to give everything. Like, yeah, you're kidding yourself if you think Emily's not going to be just as sendy, if not more sendy than me. So, we'll see, man. It's racing. It's skateboard racing. It's yeah. unpredictable. It's fast. So, do you think yeah. your st- your start? It sounds like you're you're working on your start. Yeah, my start's pretty weak, and I know it. Um, everybody knows it. I've got big old legs. It takes me a while to get moving, <coughs> especially in Korea. I sucked, but if you give me like a long push, I got longer legs than most of the people yeah. out here. I get a couple extra pushes in there. You might see some stuff. I don't know. And do you think we'll um, are the, any of the races that you've uh, got coming up, is there any that you're sort of going, yeah, I sort of, I, I'm really looking forward to that one. Like Kozakov, are you like, is that one that you're really excited for? Oh, I've got so much, I've got so much unfinished business at Kozakov. So much unfinished business. I need a, yeah, like I said before, <laughs> being that first rate kink and some things to sort out. So hopefully we can yeah. put aside our differences this year and get it going. But 
we'll see. Kozakov, yeah. I've had, a, I've had a, you know, my history at Kozakov's not great. Uh, but hopefully that changed this year, or it rains. Pretty much if it rains. If it rains anywhere, I'm laughing. You really feel like you got your, your, your rain laser, uh, that's it. Which is something you like. I've been, I've been skating a lot in the rain these past couple of months. Since Korea, I've been doing a lot okay. of rain skating. Like, more than I have ever done before, for sure. Um, and I feel real good. I feel what real you, good. So, um, what are you using for rain wheels? Kegels. Modif- um, modified Kegels. Do they have a... Um, are they Hafeng Kegels? No, they're, they're Paul Clark Kegels. My dad makes the best rain wheels in the world. Changed my mind. Like, <laughs> literally the best rain wheels ever. I love them. He's Why? Got his, How? He's got his... I don't know. He just has his shit down. Is this he's, like his superpower? Like everyone's got a superpower and his is... Oh, like, no. My, just, my, fa- my father has many superpowers. Making rain wheels is just one of the many. Um... Yeah, he makes kick-ass rain wheels. He does some secret shit that I'm not going to tell you about, but um, <laughs> for sure. But yeah, he kills it. He kills it. And is he doing this on the lathe? Yeah, he's doing it on the lathe. All right. Is this what yeah. he? You bring him old wheels, and he practices his tread. No, nope. I could bring him new wheels, and he nails it every time. Wow. Yeah, he, he's a legend. He's a legend. If you ever met my father. For sure. That 2014 Euro Tour. He's a legend for sure. I hope, uh, I've never wished this on anyone before, but I hope you get rain. <laughs> yeah. I mean, r- rain in Romania might be scary, or it could be the most fun thing ever. Yeah. That track looks super gnarly. I've been watching heaps of videos on that. A lot of a lot of people doing a lot of weird stuff. Are you going to Russia? No, it remains to be seen. I haven't seen the track Me. yet. I'm still. I've seen the track. Don't really know about it. Yeah, I've seen the track. I spoke to some people. Sounds fun. Okay, but like, it's there are some you know difficulties getting their visas and flights and whatnot. Yeah. But hopefully I can work it out. It'd be sick to go to Russia, especially like at this time of year with the World Cup going on. Yeah. It'd be hectic. It'd be hectic. Yeah. But we'll see. Russia would be sick. But also just trying to get to South America as fast as possible. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm so stoked about that, man. That's going to be the best time. I'm going to have my birthday in Rio de Janeiro. <laughs> oh, no way. <laughs> I'm going to turn 21 in Rio. Like What? Wow. Yeah. Okay, that will be crazy. Yeah, that's gonna be nuts. So I'm hyped about that. Yeah, nice. Yeah, we got a lot to look forward to. What's the uh, times, what's the sure. drinking age in um, Brazil? Um, it's not 21, is it? I don't. Think, I don't think they have one. It's <laughs> like <fine>. 14. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not sure. I think we'll yeah. be good. I think we'll be good. Yeah. Yeah, so very exciting times, for sure. Shout-outs? Shout-outs. Um, oh, we so going to be here all night? 
<laughs> we might be. We might be. Uh, shout outs to the sponsors, everyone who supports me. Shout outs to the boys. You know who you are all around the world. Everyone who's let me crash on their sofa while I'm here. Um, shout out to the family, my girlfriend. And yeah, skeet, skeet, bang, bang. Yeah, nice. Thanks for talking. It's been a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, man. It's been real. This this is awesome. Keep doing what you're doing. Your podcast yeah, is sick. It's, uh, but I called it, didn't I? I we, called it. We, you, I said, yeah. you said, who are you going to do next? I said, I want to interview you. I knew you were going to have a good year. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, yeah so far so, so good, far, right? So good. Yeah. Hopefully we can, we can keep it up. Okay, good luck on the Euro. Um, yeah, thanks we'll a lot, man. And maybe I'll talk yeah. to you after that. Who knows? Have a good one. That's the end of episode seven. Thanks for listening. And sorry for the big delay on this episode. We had a few technical issues where the recording I did with Harry, he was in Europe, I was in Australia. I was using a new software program and it didn't quite work the way I wanted to. So we had to stitch together the audio back together. It was out of sync. And I've also, in the meantime, got some new audio equipment that I'll be using. So hopefully we'll sound a little bit better. We'll be using it for upcoming episodes. So I do have a few new interviews on the way. As you probably heard if you listened all the way through, I am working on an interview with Thiago. So he'll be back from Europe shortly. We'll be catching up with him. We've got the Jevons interview that I'm still putting together. And there's a few other surprises. I've got a couple other unusual interviews I have planned. So please subscribe. You'll get notified when a new podcast goes up. And I am doing uh, podcast notes or show notes with these podcast so if there's a product i'm linking to products i'm also linking and embedding videos you'll find that on the hopkin blog on the hopkin skate website so if you want to see some of the photos the links the rankings uh, any products that we mentioned or harry mentioned they'll all be in the show notes so that's a good resource for the podcast hop out